Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hello. <laughs> I'm keeping it in too. Are you sure we can't? What, yeah, what happened to the ahead, clicker? Go ahead. What happened Keep to the going. clicker? We used to no, have no. a clicker and we could edit out that crap. No, I'm not going to edit. Keep Hello going. and welcome to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I'm Dennis Simpson. My co-host who's always making fun of me and leaving the bloopers in is Mr. Randy Contrell. We have with us again today, Mr. Greg Jones. I'm going to be real frank. Randy has no concept of what we're going to talk about. Neither does Greg. I sat across from Greg at the Beehive restaurant one night, and I asked him about an interesting topic here in the village. Randy, you have no clue. I know. I said, Greg, tell me about your opinion of race relations in the village. Typically, what was your background? And you, for probably 10 or 15 minutes, peeled my ears back with some of the most amazing discussion of your childhood I had ever heard in my life. Would you mind recounting that please? No, sure. Okay. Yeah, so, when you were very young, let's start there. Yeah. So, you know, when I was very young, when I was a little kid, like three years old, um, my mother and father got divorced. Um, this was in the South in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, you know, women, people didn't get divorced. It was always a woman's fault. You know, I mean, all of that. Um, and it was very difficult for my mother. Um, uh, you know, her, her country club friends all abandoned her after she got divorced. Cause obviously it must be something wrong with her. Mm -hmm. you know, a, she defect. Got a defect. Um, I mean, there were a couple of them that stayed with her and I remember some of them dearly, you know, that helped us. Uh, but one of the things I was talking to Dennis about was that, you know, my mother had to go to work right at the time and had she ever worked before i mean she had never worked before she actually wanted to go to college but you know her stepfather said women don't go to college and wouldn't let her go to college she wound up going to secretarial school um on her own um but you know obviously she had myself and my brother was two years two years younger than i was um you know and and didn't have anyone to take care of us right there was and you were about how old at this time I was probably five or six years old. And your brother time. would be eight or something? No, no. He was two years younger than me. So he was oh, three okay. Um, okay. at the time. So, you know, the, what's, what she had to do was, you know, she had to find, find somebody to take care of us. And we had a, uh, a black lady take care of us. Her name was Gladys. Um, Gladys worked for us from the time I was seven or eight years old to the time my brother graduated from high school. So a really long time right? Um, she didn't know how to read. Um, she was born at a time in South Georgia when they didn't do birth certificates for black people. She was born on a farm. Um, and so, you know, she was the one that kind of sort of raised me and my brother because my mother had to work all day, every day of the week, uh, you know, just to try to get money to pay rent, uh, right? And for us to eat. Um, so, you know, she, she pretty much raised us, you know, us, you know, during the day, she would cook us dinner, you know, she'd be there when we got home from school, all of those things. And, you know, and, and it was very interesting. We, you know, because, you know, from a, you know, from a personal perspective, um, 
you know, that, that gave me a totally different view of race relations, right? Because I was around her all the time. I mean, we went, we, we got on the bus and went down to her house one time and a little, you know, like other side of the tracks, we were on the other side of the tracks, but what I found, you know, was like everybody down there was so nice to us. Right. I mean, they were nice to her. They were nice to us. I knew she was taking care of us and all of that stuff. It was, 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 there was no issue. Right. Uh, people didn't really think about it. And this was, you know, in the, in the sixties and seventies when things were not necessarily that great. Um, but you know, she took care of us the whole time. And, you know, I, I can't say how much I appreciated what she did for us. And my mother, you know, as we got older and my mother got remarried and, you know, we had more means, um, you know, my mother did everything she could to take care of her. Uh, you know, helped her get a social security card. She didn't have birth certificates. She couldn't get a social security card. You know, worked with her to get a social security card. Worked with her to get, you know, some assistance on housing. Her husband... You remember those old coffee pots you put on the stove, that percolator thing? Well, he knocked one of those over on himself and had a stroke and became completely disabled, right? Uh, and so my mother helped, you know, helped her get him assistance for his disability, uh, you know. And, and so, you know, so I guess it just gave me a totally different perspective. And, and for me, I don't necessarily think about people of different races being of different races. I mean, I... I know people of all races and I've traveled all over the world. I've met people of all cultures, you know, around the world as well. And it, it really gives you a different perspective, you know, of, of people. Um, and so that's just a little bit of the story. I think that I, you know, that, that we talked about that night at the beehive, but I can't say enough about, you know, how that affected my childhood. Sure. Well, it was, it was so formative and especially in those particular years. And I can see how it would be essential to have help then, but your brother was what, two years younger than you, three years mm -hmm. younger than you. Yeah. And until he graduated, I mean, mm -hmm. come on, he could have fixed his own snack in the afternoons. He could have whatever, yeah. but what, but yeah, but my mother wanted to take care of her, make sure that she had income. Right. And she's you know, a member of the started, family by then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. more or less. I mean, when she started working for us, uh, my mother paid her $20 a week. That's basically all my mother could afford to give her. Right. And then, of course, as you know, we, you know, things got better and, you know, my mother got remarried and, and you know, became a business owner and things like that. Then, you know, we had more means and she was able to give them, you know, give her, you know, a little bit more than, you know, what you would have normally given someone to take care of. And, and you're right. We could have taken care of ourselves when we got to high school. That was no problem. But, you know, she wanted to continue to take care of her. And even after she, you know, got to where she couldn't really clean the house and she couldn't do a lot. I mean, she was when she stopped working for us, she was probably 75 years old or so. Wow. I think, um, you know, my mother was still go get her every day, would still let her come to the house would still pay her, you know, and, and all those sort of things. And, you know, she'd do a little bit of laundry and a little bit of light housekeeping. And, you know, that was, you know, that was a way to keep her, you know, employed and occupied. And my mother had a way to, you know, to, to help her. Um, and it was kind of all of that process, but you're right. He, she kind of became part of the family and, you know, even kind of her, you know, her extended family, you know, we, we would see them from time to time and things like that as well. So, you know, so, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it, it kind of, I, I just gave me a totally different perspective of helping people. Uh, my mother would go out of her way to help anybody. She went to a nursing home one time and visited someone who said in passing that they didn't have a TV for their room. She went and bought them a TV and took it to the nursing home. Wow. Right. I mean, and so for me, 
you know, I'm just trying to live up to the legacy that she left me. Right. And, and part of this is part of that. Standing on the shoulder of female giants too. Exactly. Right. Right. Randy. I got nothing. <laughs> I thought I might blindside you with that one. I didn't mean to. No, it was good. It was good. Was that yeah, just thanks. an ex, an no, exceptional story. Yeah, thanks. Well, for and and for it. me, you know, when and we we just recorded another episode about about a, the uh, the uh, youth employment. It gives a sense of self worth. Did did she have to come over and help your mom clean when you were in high school? No, but it gave her a sense of dignity, a sense of purpose. Okay, okay I'm just going to give you twenty bucks a week or give you fifty bucks a week or whatever. You don't have to come on over more. No, I want to come on because I want my sin, my sense of self-dignity, my sense of right. worth. Right. Where we where we went wrong when we thought people didn't want that anymore, I think is mistaken, but that's me. Yep. I'm off my soapbox. Randy, right. is there any other thing or Greg? Nope. Any other comment? Nope. He's got an event he's got to get off to. Thanks for sharing <laughs> it. Yeah, my, son's getting, my son's getting married on Saturday and they're all at my house waiting on me to bring all these burgers over there to cook for dinner. So, oh, so everybody's hungry and it's your fault again. Yeah. Always, always. I don't run a restaurant. So, why the hell are you over here with the food? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Hey, bad customer Dennis. service again. So, you, you need better customer service for your own stinking family, man. Greg. I know. Exactly. I'll tell you what, we're, we let you need to let you go. Greg, thank you. You've always been more than Good gracious. Thing. We appreciate your help. Yeah. Welcome and come back to Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I got it right that time, Randy. You did. For Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I'm Dennis Simpson, and he is Randy Cantrell, and he is Mr. Greg Jones. Thanks for sharing right. it, Greg. Thank you. All right. Say good night, Dennis. Good night. Good night, Dennis. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend. 